0: Welcome to West Virginia and Commonplace. Today, I have a special guest with me today. He is the guy that I've been talking up uh, in our different forums and everywhere else. He is the audio guy. Hello. The audio guy hails from Colorado. I will let him tell you his name and please tell us about you.
1: Cool. Yeah. Hey, I'm Sean Chapman. I'm an audio engineer out of Denver, Colorado. Um, I've been doing it for about 10 years, starting with uh just recording my own bands and all that stuff so do, doing audio engineering I just started podcast editing the last like two years um and yeah I still record bands I still do live sound um I do other stuff too like book shows and um I give lessons on mixing and other stuff like that
0: and you do consultant work also that's one major yep. thing you will consult a podcast on how to get their audio better and things like that. Where can they find you on the internet?
1: Um, So my website is SeanChapmanAudio.com. That's S-H-A-U-N, ChapmanAudio.com. And that's the best place. Or you can find me on, you know, Instagram and Facebook at Sean Chapman Audio.
0: Okay. And it's a, it's a lot of difficulty going into Audio uh, editing and stuff like that. I can say personally from my own experience, um, I'm a Mac guy, an Apple guy. So you know, I GarageBand everything, which it yeah. may not always be the best way to do things. Um, and I use the the uh, I use different mics. I use USB sometimes and other ones. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of the podcasts that I deal with uh, and you're aware of the content or questions that they uh, offered out have Mm -hmm. tons of questions that they would like answers to. Um, If you don't mind, I would like to start off first. Uh, Each podcast that asks a question, I'm going to give them a quick shout out and I'm going to ask their question. I want to go over the basic stuff first. Um, Subtly Seeking Spirit podcast, they ask what's the best microphone to use to record a podcast um, from a laptop um, at home?
1: Okay, yeah. Um, So the best uh, microphone... It kind of depends on your budget. I always recommend, and if you go to my website, I have under audio advice. If you click on that menu, I have podcast gear recommendations. Okay. Um, but yeah, I recommend starting with a short SM58 microphone because that is kind of that's the industry standard as far as music goes, and um, and it's been it's tried and true. It's been used forever. Um, it's only a hundred bucks. It never breaks, and it sounds good. You know, it doesn't sound maybe as you don't maybe get as much clarity as like a condenser mic. But also, those are going to pick up a lot more of the room sound. SM58s are a card, cardioid pattern, which means that it's it's directional, so it picks up mostly what it's pointed at. Um, and it's just really versatile microphone. Um, some USB mics um, are okay, but I recommend getting an audio interface. To use with your mics because it just yeah you you're able to use multiple mics at once more easily and it's just in the long run it's just a better option
0: and and that's one thing that I definitely wanted to get into because of me and you uh struck up a conversation um I made an aggregated device with a bunch of microphones and the sound was decent but it was crazy how did you do that um I actually um I did it inside of um GarageBand, I plugged up uh, on, on the computer. I have a USB hub. I took uh, three USB mics, plugged them into that hub on one end from the Type-C. The second Type-C that's on my laptop, I hooked another hub in and put another mic on there. It all sounded great until one major thing. I had to use the basic voice memory to, to record with. I couldn't use GarageBand or anything else because there was so much interference that Hmm. it went kind of crazy. So voice memo, it was fine, but it didn't turn out the way uh, I wanted it to, because I wanted to have like a a portable group setup that I could do. Now, um, another one of the basic questions, this one comes from Corey and Patricia of Corey and Patricia Talking Podcast. What's the difference between a dynamic and a condenser microphone?
1: Well, um, let's see, technically here, and I actually have written down a, a couple of Practical definitions here. I'll start with that. Okay. Appreciate it. Uh, dynamic microphones operate by suspending a coil of wire connected to a diaphragm inside a man- magnetic fields. When sound vibrates the diaphragm, the coil vibrates and produces an electrical signal and a condenser microphone operates by vibrating a conductive diaphragm against the charge back plate to convert acoustic energy into electrical energy. Um, so, you know, that, that's the technical definition, but dynamics, um, especially ones like the SM58, that's a dynamic mic, has a cardioid pattern, um, are great for close-up applications that don't require a ton of detail. Um, they are particularly dirtier and don't require an external power source. Uh, they can also handle louder sounds without distorting. Um And condenser mics, they're just a little, you know, they pick up a lot more detail, but they're more fragile. Um, They pick up more of your room sound. So if you're in a dead room uh, in a studio, condensers are probably ideal. Um, But if you're just at your own place, then not necessarily unless you have a really great treated room. but yeah, they can condensers can sound really crisp and detailed, and they do require phantom power. So your interface must have um, a phantom power switch. which m- Most of them do.
0: Okay, because like in my instance, like I bought the first mic I started with was this little baby uh, Samson condenser oh, that's
1: cute. mic. <laughs> yeah,
0: and um, I used it because I was on the go traveling. And I noticed a difference in the sound. And like I said, it, it had three different settings on it. Uh, and like I said, you're the audio guy. Um, and I noticed each time I would change those different settings, um, I am not familiar with even the terminology for the settings. Uh, I can tell you real fast. One is a minus 10, one looks like a circle, and then one looks like a circle that goes like that.
1: Um, yeah, so that's going to be your phantom power switch. Okay. All right. So that's what
0: that was. All right. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to sound uh, ignorant or anything to, to the fact it's just a, a lot of that stuff is uh, foreign to me. And um, that will tie into the next thing uh, that I want to talk about. What is the biggest mistake that people make when they're starting now podcasting?
1: See the biggest mistake. Well, I mean, I would say a lot of people who don't think they need to do any editing on their podcasts. I've seen this a lot, especially, I think Joe Rogan has made that ideal, um, you know, kind of planted that idea maybe in a way. But I mean, you know, Joe Rogan has a professional setup with really great mics and all that stuff. Um, But yeah, learn how to edit your podcast or hire it out. Um, And don't just record it and then just put it out into the world. Okay. Um, Invest in some decent gear if you are able to. Um, and like we were talking about before, USB mics are not ideal. Get an audio interface if you can, and that's just gonna be better in the long run. And um, actually a really big mistake that I've noticed is with, with my, some of my clients in the past has been um, not testing before you start recording. Um, so you wanna you know, do a test, make sure that all your equipment is working before you start recording. Cause you can record a, a whole session and then realize that, you know, something went wrong, that there, was, you had a bad cable or something like that.
0: All right. So this right now, this is a question that's completely off the topic. This is a personal one. And I want you to tell me if I'm doing something wrong. Now sure. I, I'm a little crazy about my audio because I do different things with, with my podcast. Um, I host parties where I take a projector. It's like a little nebula capsule about the size of a can. And I listen when I record my podcast, I listen to my podcast in the car on just a regular little Bluetooth speaker that I carry around and two different types of headphones, wireless and wired. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen, even I put it on the Xbox or the PlayStation on Pandora or something just to hear it through a TV. I listen to all those areas, not every single episode, but like every three episodes in case I change mics or do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, should you listen to your sound on different things?
1: Yeah, that's actually really, yeah, that, that's a good point. Um yeah, you should do that. Uh, that's the best way to know, because you don't know what your listener is going to be listening to it on necessarily. So if you hear it on, yeah, in the car, um, through your TV, just, you know, listen to it through all different sorts of speakers. And I am um, and, and I mean, like,
0: I've gone as deep as like, and I'm showing you because we're doing a video. That's a Windows phone. I grabbed a Windows phone. I grabbed an Android uh, and an iPhone, just those three platforms because i don't have a blackberry but I, I even check all of those just because i know like that there's one dude that has a windows phone still left yeah um, you yeah. know i check to make sure that you can hear it on all these devices in us uh, one of my uh, one of my people that i do business with said i was a little crazy about that but i said really think about the no. sound
1: yeah um, you're right you want you want to get the best like sound for everyone yeah exactly
0: Okay, now this one is a very broad question. This is from Bianca of Please Don't Kick Me Out Podcast. Her okay. question is: Is what is a good, better, and best audio? And, and this is she put it. I'm doing these questions exactly how they wrote of A best audio app or platform to use to record a podcast.
1: Okay, and, yeah,
0: and the last part of that: uh, Do you know of any that are budget friendly?
1: Yeah. Um. Well, uh, as far as I think the question is about like DAWs, like um, what you're recording into. Yes, um, I, I for, for me personally, I use Logic Pro. Um, I'm also a Mac person, uh, and Logic Pro is it's kind of like the upgraded version of GarageBand. It's the holy like, grail. Yeah, but it's only like it's only two hundred bucks, which is pretty good for a DAW. Is so you have to you can't use it with you have to use it with uh, a Mac, obviously, but. Uh, it's a really great program for the price it's really really good Um, uh, I know a lot of people and this is if you're just recording and not editing yourself um, audacity is free so you can just download that audacity a-u-d-a-c-i-t-y free program to to record on it. it works just fine
0: and, and I was about to dive into that because I know a lot of Windows users are, and they ask me, people come to me with questions too. They always ask about that. And I tell them that on a Windows format, that's probably a very good way to go. Um, the other thing that I dive into that I have uh, two of my Canadian friends use, they use Adobe Audition mm-hmm. for recording. And that after listening to it, and like I said, I'm, I'm not like I said, I'm said, not versed in audio like you are. I, it To me, it seems like that that, uh, platform there is really polished also.
1: Um, yeah, I, I know a lot of editors do use that. And I've seen in, in like Facebook groups that I follow, uh, I've never used it personally, but I know a lot of professional editors who use it.
0: Okay. Now, um, let's do this. We're talking about a person on a budget real fast. Okay. Um, and this is just to tie into things, because you seen that there was a lot of questions about uh, about a, a lot of different things. Uh, you already gave us the microphone. Could you give us an interface real quick that's not that expensive, that would work? Yeah. And, and what else would they need to have a nice, cheap setup if you're going to just yeah. set it up in your bedroom?
1: Uh, and just like um, I said before, you... Can um, anybody can go and check out my uh, gear recommendations for my website, and it, I run you through everything—the cables, the, just every little bit. But um, yeah, as far as inexpensive interfaces that you can buy, um, if you want to start with the two channel, and it's like I think it's like a hundred bucks. It's um, called a Scarlet. Uh, it's it's by Focus, right? Focusrite. Focusrite Scarlet Two I Two. And that works really well. You can do two separate, you know, two separate um, mics as two separate tracks. And it sounds pretty good. It's got fans and power. Um, you, can, you can hook up your uh, headphones right to it as well. Okay. And... Now, um,
0: now let's go into the podcast booth. Um, mm-hmm. There was a lady, uh, Jenna Stone, that is on Xander and Stone Podcast, the Science of Supernatural podcast. Um, she, her question is, how important is a podcast booth And is there any one to build one um, or any way that you should build it? Or um, is there another way that you could build it, like semi-build a podcast booth? So I'll rephrase that because it sounded a little confusing to me. How important is a podcast booth? And um, do you know anyone that could build one? And if you build one for someone, um, how expensive would one of those be?
1: Yeah, uh, I... See, a booth is kind of overkill for your home setup. I mean, studios have booths and it's it's really cool to have, but it is expensive. And yeah, you could build one yourself. It's just basically like a big box with, you know, lined with foam. So it's just like a little dead room. Um, Dead meaning there's no echo. Uh, And it keeps out external sounds. But yeah, it's kind of overkill for a home setup. I mean... You know, if your room is somewhat noisy, use a uh, cardioid mic like the SM58 because it's going to reject sounds behind it and it's mostly just going to pick up your voice. If you get a condenser mic and your room is noisy, you're going to have a lot of issues. Um, You can get a mic, what's called a mic shield, which is like a stand that has foam that goes all around your mic and that's not a room. That's just a little piece of... um, Like, a, just a piece of metal and foam.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, Jessica from the Kentucky History and Haunts uh, podcast has this statement. I have a cheap $50 mic from Am- Amazon. It's actually not bad, but is there anything I can do as far as soundproofing the room so that she can improve the audio? And she's always hearing, like, this background noise with her mic.
1: Um, yeah. So, if you're getting background noise... Um, The best way to deal with that um, is to, you know what I was just saying, like get a mic shield, use a a dynamic mic. Um, But if you have it, it's just already in the recording, Um, then you can use a noise gate plugin, And a noise gate basically um, means like the gate opens when the signal passes a certain um, volume. So like anything below the gate will be gone. So it cuts out quieter sounds, it's like a buzzing or or anything like that. Um, also, if you have a lot of noise, a lot of that noise ends up being in the low end, uh, like HVAC. Which I remember, I recommend you try to at least turn off if you can, like your AC and your heat, turn it off. Um, but if you can't, you can filter out the sub lows, like below 80 hertz, and that will usually kill most of that you can also sweep around the frequency um spectrum and and find where it is and then make a cut okay
0: now our next one is uh
1: another bit about background
0: noise and and this is one that i get from a lot of people and i tell them i don't know how to do this this one's from liberated ladies podcast Mm -hmm. um they would like to know how do you edit the background noise that overlaps one um when you're talking
1: yeah Uh, so it, it depends Um, on how loud the noise is, um, like, yeah, you can use uh, a noise gate to get rid of some background noise. You can find, use a, if you use a parametric EQ plugin, you can boost, like boost the signal all, all throughout the frequency spectrum, find then like where the noise is on the frequency spectrum and then make a cut. Uh, it's not always possible um, The best thing to do is just treat your room if you can, or, you know, some people record in a closet if the room is too noisy, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, but it works. And, uh, you know, if, if the noise, if the background noise is really loud and drowning out you out, then you, there's not a lot you can necessarily do to get rid of it unless it's in between you talking or something, because it, there's just not a really good way to get rid of it. I mean, okay. if you use a dynamic mic, if you use a mic shield, you t- try to turn off your HVAC, try to record somewhere quiet, that's that's the place to start.
0: Okay, now, um, just a general topic question about you, because, mm-hmm. like, you've answered a lot of questions, and uh, we got a ton more. Um, what got you started in working with sound? What in your life made you want to become the audio guy?
1: Sure. Um, yeah, I started... Uh, doing it when I was in bands, um, about 10 years ago. And I, I don't know, I just wanted to, it's expensive to go into a studio, right? And I figured that I could actually buy like a cheap setup for less than the cost that it would, that I could, you know, go into a studio and record. Um, of course, I wasn't getting as good of recordings and I had a learning curve, but you know, I really had the drive to to keep learning, and um, you know, and then I started, you know, took some classes and and had my own little uh, DIY studio set up, and yeah, that's how that's how I just started being in bands and wanted to record my own music, and then like getting to really appreciate the um, not only the craft of the recording, but also you know the the artistic side of it too.
0: Okay. Okay. I like that answer. All right. Now we're
1: going to go in depth a little bit
0: more. Uh, People have a lot of questions about recording remotely Yeah. and recording remotely. um, I get different hangups from people about Google meets and um, using zoom and various others. Um, One podcast in particular, um, aging Immaturely," wanted to know what do you think is the best way for a three-way audio, a three-way interview to record remotely?
1: Well, I know that some of my clients use squad and that's another program that you can, you know, like zoom, but it's, it's better audio quality. I believe uh, personally what I do, because I have two podcasts, one of them is for local musicians and one is for just audio engineers. So I that, can, what are those
0: podcasts called please?
1: Um, All about audio is one of them. And then Denver music community is the other one.
0: Okay. And people definitely go check those out. Where can they find them?
1: Um, well, they are linked up on Sean Chapman Audio. Um, they also, Denver Music Community has, a, has its own page, denvermusiccommunity.com. And you can find them also on Spotify or Apple Music, places like that.
0: Okay, okay, good. That way people can know about you and get in touch with you. Now, um, Powerful Project Podcast, they had a, a question that's still in the same realm. Um, when recording remotely, Even with recording on two separate tracks, we still have an issue with it cutting out. Um, We're not looking to be able to talk over each other, but it cuts out when we both are talking. Are there any
1: fixes for that? Well, it kind of, it depends because like there there are a million different reasons for that. Um, So... What I recommend is try checking every component in your chain, like test out the cables each one at a time, swap it out with another cable, check the mics, like you just have to check everything um, and do a process of elimination and um, you know if you have to get rid of something you have to get rid of something more than more often than not it's a cable problem.
0: Okay, um, so let's
1: try that first. And on that question, I want to say the Powerfall project definitely get in
0: contact with Mr. Chapman. He can help you out there.
1: Definitely with that one.
0: Okay. Um, now this one is from Ken from Kenfluence Podcast, um, and his is kind of you. You've touched on a few topics, but he said, uh, I guess in terms of audio, what are indicators you're recording a clean crisp sound, and are there advanced techniques to minimize audio feedback, and are there some sub- supplemental pieces of equipment that record for the highest recording quality. And, um, I will say this in what you said earlier, quite a few of these things he could go over to your website to find out. Yes. Um, and I definitely will put that in there cause you have answered a lot of questions, but I do want to ask you this, um, about the audio feedback. What is a one way that you could minimize that?
1: So if you're getting like a loop, if you're getting a feedback loop, Um, the the best thing to do, and I recommend doing this anyway, um, is to wear headphones and, and ask your guests to wear headphones too. And then you're not going to, there, nobody's going to hear their own voice and your voice, you know, it depends on your setup, but, um, you shouldn't get feedback if you are wearing headphones at all, because it's not going to create a loop, right? It's the feedback. I mean, the, the sound coming into your headphones isn't also coming out into the room, creating that feedback loop.
0: Okay. All right. This one is from the happy hour with the Hamilton brothers podcast. Um, what do you consider the best way to record a show online without sacrificing audio quality, like in a live setting? Um, I'll let you go ahead.
1: Yeah. Um, the, yeah. I also recommend because I, I use zoom simply because I, I usually interview people who have you know, audio equipment at their house. And so you can um, record, like I'll record into my DAW on my end and the guests will record into their DAW on their end and send it to me. And then it'll be a really good quality, even though it's Zoom. But yeah, if you, if you don't have that option, then I would say, yeah, don't use Zoom, maybe use Squadcast. Um, if you do a Google search, You know, there are lots of platforms out there and new ones popping up all the time. I know some of my clients have used Squadcast and had good luck with it.
0: So can we dive back into this dog? Can you explain that one more time for the audience? Because I I learned something very valuable about audio and and that's why I was happy to have you on the show. Um, I am a complete idiot when it comes to audio. There's so much that, that is encompassed. It's more than just getting on the mic and recording. Oh yeah. it's um,
1: years of it's years of figuring stuff out for sure. So,
0: so the daw what is that exactly and how do we use that to properly record?
1: Yeah, um so a daw is a digital audio workstation that's what it stands for. Um so it's just like your interface. So if it was, you know, pre <laughs> recording on computers time it would be like you know, you would be recording onto a mixer that then goes to a tape deck and that would be your workstation but yeah th- this is now it's software mostly so okay yeah so it's you know it's hard to just explain in a few sentences how how to do it but i'm happy to help anyone uh, i don't charge for advice you can get on my website i have a section called um ask, ask an audio engineer and you can just ask me a question i'll try my best to to figure it out
0: right and if these people want their podcast to sound better you do do editing and with your consultant you help uh mold the next a uh, podcaster to have skills, correct?
1: Yeah. All right. No,
0: um, Common Mystics is another podcast. They had a question that I like uh, also. Uh, they want tips for recording with multiple mics in the same room.
1: Okay. Um, multiple mics in the same room. Yeah, so that's not too difficult. Just Everyone should have their own mics. You should have an audio interface that reflects the number of people and you're going to have in a room. So you have a separate track for everyone. That's really important. Um, so use you know a cardio one cardioid mic one dynamic mic for each person in the room and make sure everybody gets their own track and you know make sure everybody is somewhat close to their mic you mic technique is kind of important and there are different ways to do it for sure but um, um you know if you don't want you know other people's you know, vocal to bleed onto your mic, you know, you have to get a little closer to the mic. The closer you get to the mic, the less room you're going to pick up. And the more mic you're going to pick up, um, more, you know, like dry signal you're going to pick up.
0: Okay. Um, inspired chats podcast had one question, and this is one that I'm waiting on too, because um, we're all MacBook users and MacBook Air Pro, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted to know what is the best microphone to use with a MacBook. But let me throw something else in there. Windows and Mac, does it matter about the microphone for each
1: platform? No, it doesn't make any difference. Which, you know, you're using. Obviously, you can't use Logic. With windows but as far as the mic goes it's not gonna be any different
0: okay so what is the best mic that you that you use like the mic that i see right now in this video is that the best
1: mic you believe on the market right now this is the best mic i have for for this purpose i have mics that are great for kick drum and i have mics that are great for guitar but this one is great for i actually got this pretty recently um Brew Pro Audio Star is a pretty good deal, but this is um, an Electro Voice RE320, um, and these are really great. And I found it for under 200. When I mean, normally it goes for like 300, um, but it's a take on a classic radio mic called the RE20. Okay. And yeah, so it's meant for broadcasting. It's a, it's like a radio mic, um, but I recommend it. I mean, if you have all the money in the world, get yourself a Neumann U87 that's what you know NPR uses. Um,
0: Yeah all right so here's my next question Um, um, Memento Mora podcast wants to know what's the best way to soundproof a makeshift podcast studio so how what's a good way to soundproof your room?
1: Yeah um, so that's very difficult to actually soundproof your room there there's um, you you should treat your room but to get it completely soundproof, you know, if you're in a basement, that's great. Um, but yeah, soundproofing is a different thing than sound treating. That means getting rid of, making sure nothing can get out, uh, and make your room completely dead. You would have to do put so much into that. Um, but I recommend, you know, there's sound foam you can buy, and you can hang that on the walls, and that will deaden your space and create, you know, prevent echoes uh, in your room. Um, and like I said, using mic shields. Um, but you know, unless your room is super echoey, um, don't worry too much about it, but um, if you're going to actually soundproof your room, that will take a lot of time and money.
0: Okay, that was a good a good answer for that one. Uh, Jump Cuts podcast had a similar question. They were trying to figure, because they're on a limited budget, they used... Uh... They they wanted to know if uh, foam panels or or reflection filters would be the best way to start on a limited
1: budget. Um, whether it's you should use that on a limited budget or what, yeah, what was the if, question
0: if you have a limited budget, uh, would foam panels or reflection filters work?
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, foam filters aren't. Um, yeah, foam panels are not too expensive. You know, you can get. Uh, and also on my website there is a recommendation there that you can click on and and you can even purchase it from from the link
0: okay Um, so definitely guys go over uh, the um, sean's site over there um now here's one that uh, got me going um and i had this issue um i started out and i was um naive a little bit of an amateur i recorded my um episodes on the anchor app which from a cell phone i was just Testing it, you know, getting my feet wet, um, and some people actually use that. Uh, casey of slipping to something uncomfortable. Um, her question is: is uh, like anchor. She had issues, like timing issues with it because uh, the way that it records and the way that you hear it back, it seems delayed. Um, mm, if you yeah. had, if you had to recommend something portable, just in, if you're on the go and you don't have the opportunity to set up the mic setup for everything do you have a preference on uh, some type of app to record from your phone? And the only reason I ask this, and we both know that it's probably not the best way to go, but if you are in a hurry and, and you know, with COVID and stuff like that, I've done episodes out in the park and I, yeah. could, t- I could tell the difference between the mic, the, when I had the mic set up and when I had that anchor one, it was a lot of distortion. So what would you use uh, portable wise if you're just recording, say two or three people, you know, on the go?
1: Sure. I mean, I understand why you would want the convenience of recording onto your phone. I mean, I don't, I can't recommend that you do that. <laughs> um, right, right, right. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's also sometimes you just have to do what you have to do. And, you know, if you, if that's all the option that you have, then, then that's fine. But I mean, I know a lot of people that I've talked to have had really good luck with the Zoom recorders. So that's a portable thing you can carry with you and record that. I would recommend doing that instead of just right directly onto your phone. I mean, also you can get, it's called an iRig, which is an interface for your phone. Ooh. Yeah. So you can plug a regular mic right into your phone and record it. All right. So let me ask you the question. Let me uh, wrap it up a different way. Mm -hmm. If you have to record with
0: Anchor or something like that, uh, a good suggestion would be to have good editing software, correct?
1: Yeah, it's yeah, you if you're going to do it on a phone or record it that way, I would recommend definitely passing it along to somebody who knows how to how to do it because there's a lot of EQ that needs to happen like I mean I can recommend certain ways to EQ a signal like that cuz the phone signal is not going to be a lot different from say a Zoom signal. Um but definitely learn how to use EQ and compression. Um do subtractive eq subtractive eq is your best friend when it comes to getting rid of harsh or muddy um you know parts of of the frequency spectrum to make it sound you know a lot more listenable
0: all right and i left these uh technical questions for the very end because uh it was a group of mouthy media they wanted to ask a few specific questions about eq um yeah. their first question was do you have any sm58 specific uh eqing tips
1: yeah. Um, I, yeah, I see still sometimes using SM58 for recording on podcasts and, um, yeah, it's, um, so again, use a parametric EQ, um, start on the left and work your way to the right. So you want to start off with a cut to the sub lows below 80 Hertz, because your voice isn't, um, gonna be down there. You know, it's going to be noise. Like you don't want that. So cut that out and then, um, and then just, like I said, do do a, a sweep with a narrow cue of the whole frequency spectrum and find out, you know, what doesn't sound, what sounds nasty, what, what don't you like? And then go ahead and make a cut, make a minor cut and widen your cue Um, because with an SM50A, uh, they're they're great, but um, you do want to boost the shelf on the high end just a little bit, and you probably want to cut out some of the low mids because there's typically some mud down there
0: okay and uh, once again with um mafia media like they were they were i like their questions uh probably the best out of anyone they asked this question personally to you are you excited to see more 32 bit recorders like the zoom f60 or the zoom f2
1: and i'm gonna say f6
0: i'm sorry not f60
1: that's okay yeah um i think those are cool i maybe i'll eventually end up with one i I mean, as a, f- a field recorder or something you know, portable, I've noticed that some of the Zoom recorders have XLR inputs, which is great. You know, hook a mic in and, and there. They have like a cool like, kind of um, XY pattern thing going on. Uh, yeah, so I think that's great that you can get really good quality um, recording in, in, in that portable of a small package.
0: All right. And they had a second part to the question. How do you see this change in the industry?
1: Uh, oh, the Zoom recorders? Yes. Um, I just think it'll make it a lot easier for people to, um, you know, just to be mobile and to, to record anywhere without sacrificing quality.
0: Okay. Now, um, I want to thank you so much for answering all these questions. It was a lot of questions to answer. Yeah. So people can come over to your website. Uh, consult with you. You can help out here and there uh, to get them aligned with proper uh, sound or what is the actual technical term for a good crisp sound?
1: Well, I don't know if there's one word for it, at least not that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, Crisp is a good word. I like this mic because crisp generally means like it has a good boost in the high end. So I, I think a balanced would be a word. So you would have all, you know, you would have your mids and your highs and your lows all dotted in, you know, in a balanced way. Okay. So,
0: um, we've done all that. Um, it's a little point in the show, and I do this with everybody. Uh, you were actually the first person to be, I do split series inside of my podcast. You were mm-hmm. on what we call behind the scenes podcast. That's what this is. This is the first oh. segment for this. Um, one thing I'm going to tie from West Virginia and Commonplace is this, and I didn't ask you this earlier because I can't prepare you for this. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a guy that um, in New York City, he's a rapper. He listens to all kinds of music, does all kinds of stuff. He can mm-hmm. solve an Rubik's Cube in 40 seconds. I'm talking about Van, wow. um, oh. Lady down in, uh, on the other side of Ohio from me, she uh, goes out, buys um, paintings and different things like that, puts rhinestones on them, glitter, resells these things. Got oh, another wow. lady that if she hears the sound of a Coke can opening up, she goes ham, she goes crazy. Um, <laughs> she'll get out of her car, it'll ruin her day. So, oh, wow. Sean, you are on the hot seat now. What is a secret or a hidden talent that no one knows about you?
1: oh man <sighs> let me think
0: all right and I, while you're thinking i'll throw a little banter out there about me i'm from uh, virginia but i hail from west virginia now um and i go do all the mountain do things like go on rock cliffs climb in, do this and that go to the beach but i have a dark secret i can't swim i keep somebody with me that can swim because i know that they won't let me die or at least they'll die trying saving me so that's my deep, dark secret and talent. Even though you see me in all these crazy places, I go to Lake Erie, I'm everywhere. I can't swim. So certain things that I won't do in the water. And I mean, I will get in the ocean. I will get into Ohio River, wherever. But I will make sure that I have someone that is qualified to swim with. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your secret or your talent?
1: I don't know. I'm sure that I do have a secret but i can't think of anything off the top of my head um i mean uh, other than being a an audio engineer and a podcast editor and all that i'm also a musician and i like to make um uh, experimental music and like weird noisy music and, and stuff like that
0: um, okay and then that's a talent there um i let me dig a little deeper and see if we can pull something do you have like a hobby or something that's different like I- i'll give you an example a lot of people think uh i'm in the realm of uh, video games i'm a nintendo guy i have the xbox playstation but i'm a nintendo guy yeah Um, i actually do not enjoy the pokemon games you know that's weird because most people play nintendo go super mario nintendo i mean go pokemon blah blah blah
1: yeah um well i like uh coffee. coffee that's kind of a hobby i collect all kinds of coffee you know different types of methods for making coffee and um You know, I like really good coffee.
0: Okay, that works for us. So Sean, once again, if you wouldn't mind, could you plug for us your website, uh, where people can find you on social media? And uh, can you give a shout out to anyone that has helped you along the way? Because behind every great person just like you, there was someone, something, or some type of entity that helped us get to where we are today.
1: Oh yeah, for sure, man. Um, Yeah, so my website is seanchapmanaudio.com. If you want some advice... It's free, and I also have services such as podcast editing and, um, you know, mixing and, and mastering. Um, yeah, and I'm uh, at Sean Chapman Audio on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and yeah, as far as shouting someone out who has helped me along the way, um, I have a friend here in uh, Denver. His name is Derek McGuire, and he is a really great musician and, uh, sort of, you know, showed me the ropes before I took any classes or anything like that. And I wouldn't have progressed as quickly without him.
0: Okay. I want to thank you very much for coming on West Virginia and commonplace. This yeah. has been an amazing experience because you don't know how much you have helped the podcast community.
1: Oh, good. Well, and... I've, I've, I love helping in that way.
0: All right. So thank you very much. And we're signing Thanks, off now. Man.